3D6 Down the Line. Hey everyone, welcome back to 3D6 Down the Line. It's episode 47 of the Halls of Arden Duel, Halls of Arden Vool Mega Dungeon Crawl by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Necrotic Gnome. I am John. I am your referee for the evening. And going around the horn, we have. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Gorand, the eternally fifth level dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David. I play On. We're the illusionist, fifth level as well. I'm uh, Matt. I play Avaricios, the left hand of Lysion, who's a level six cleric. And uh, uh, probably will be for a while now. <laughs> and last but not least, dead to us tonight is Ted, who normally plays Mortis J. Gobliano. But we have neither him nor every, the fan favorite Yost in the house tonight, unfortunately. So that is something that you guys should keep in mind. You don't have Mort the Great Doorbreaker, and you don't have Yost the Equally Great Doorbreaker. Um, and uh, that also means that you don't have the pin, and you don't have the big black iron spear. Ah. Uh, so just be aware, we're down to two retainers, uh, which are both Avariciuses. We have Elizabeth and Nyal. Yeah, they got this. Um, it is the 2nd of Jelenios. It's about 8.40 in the morning. They are directly outside. What they have determined is a hangar bay of some sort containing two shuttles or small spacecraft that they cannot reach because the uh, giant iris door that separates them from it um, has only been pried open enough for a head to fit through. In that viewport, however, a the second battle droid robot thingy that they've ever seen has wafted into view and decided to unload its Goss gun um, through that portal and uh, sprayed them. So they've all kind of uh, uh, smashed themselves against the wall and have to try to determine what to do next under this withering gunfire. Um, just prior to that, Mort basically blew himself up by stepping into a trap right before the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, um, uh, thankfully, Avaricios was there to heal him. However, because of the new death store rules that we're using, he lost um, a point of something. I can't remember what that was. Does anyone remember? Strength. What? It was strength. Mort right. lost strength? You lost a mm -hmm. point of strength. And Gorin, what did you lose against Eustace? Well, he did strength drain. I didn't drop. Someone David else dropped, dropped, though, didn't we? I dropped. David did. Onward dropped. dropped. Yeah. Okay, what did you yeah. lose on here? Uh, I believe a dex point. Yeah. A dex point. Okay. All right. So th those are permanent losses. However, at the same time right now for the audience, just so you're aware, Gorand is also minus one strength from being drained by Eustace and Onweir, in addition, is also uh, uh, minus two strength from being drained by the by Eustace. Um, you don't know how long that's going to last, but the being brought up from the dead, um, that's a permanent loss. So no or a permanent gain, you know. Depending how you look at it, exactly. Glass has half empty, half that's, full kind of thing. That's the way. This is the way. Um, so no Yost, no Mort. We're down ability scores. Um, you are taking cover from an ex, uh, 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 a horrible beast in your in your heads, and you have no food left. So good times, um, <laughs> and you have no idea of where an exit might be at all, really. So <laughs> awesome. The uh, now, but of course, there is right before you. There is vast amounts of crazy stuff that you might be able to access should you uh, come up with a good plan. Um, and 
I believe that's where we are. So I think that's it. Oh yeah, uh, there was one uh, retcon I wanted to do that someone in the comments brought up that uh, both David and I just completely missed that um, chromatic orb, no matter what orb it is, actually does do damage. We were more in love with the heat effect of the ruby orb um, than the actual damage because let's face it, damage is boring. Uh, but nevertheless, we still have to roll it. So uh, David, why don't you roll us a D6 for that damage, which does affect the robot. I will do exactly that. One moment. What happened to the whole illusionist can't do direct damage thing? With magic uh, items. I, yeah, items can't do. Yeah. That's four. Four? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're retconning that. Um, that was when Onward cast Chromatic Orb through the, the Iris door. So it the the droid itself is was sparking a little bit before they interacted with it at all, right? Scan and resist and scan and resist, you know, and then um, uh, you cast the chromatic orb and now it's like overheating. Like you can hear it like hissing a little bit. It's moving a lot, lot jerkier um, and it's a uh, gunfire doesn't seem to be as, as precise um, as it probably could be. So you've got um, the heat effect that is giving it minus two to um, attacks and saves and it's AC. And you did a little bit of damage that did seem to affect it on weird with that chromatic orb. Um, so telegraphing the AC, it was 22. It is now 20 is what his AC is right now. Okay. And we were in the middle of combat, but we had ended around. So it's basically like we could call combat over or we could just restart it up again by going into the sequence. So it's up to you guys. Well, John, I also had a question. Um, one of the commenters mentioned this and I, I didn't remember cause I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. Um, is, uh, I would, one of, would, cause every source got one shot off. Mm-hmm. with with the sling and i couldn't mm-hmm. remember we didn't uh kind of calculate the ac minus at the time i don't remember what he rolled but somebody yeah. one of the commenters said it would have hit do you do you think it would yeah, hit? That, i don't know uh, no you did not uh the another commenter okay. corrected that commenter by saying what that actually giving you the die roll um so i think you would i think you rolled 16 or something like that and you would have modified it to an 18 oh which yeah, would, yeah okay. which would not have been enough yeah okay it was close but not enough yeah okay yeah. uh Okay, so that's where things stand right now. So the thing is floating in midair. Um, it has its Gauss gun, which is basically like a disc-shaped gun that comes out of the top of its head. And then um, it also ratcheted out, and it's actually on the right side of it, two laser guns, right? Like, dink, dink, right? Which are the things that killed an Aximander. And then there is another barrel that's right in the middle between those two laser guns, which looks different that you haven't seen before that has yet to fire anything. But the thing is obviously pissed off. Um and is, is looking to keep you guys on that side of the door. Now, you, can we do more pot shots through that iris hole with Shrieker? So this is the question that Matt and I were talking about. Um, I still haven't come up with a good answer for it because it does sort of mess with the combat sequence. Um, so the idea was, as Matt was saying, if move phase happens first, so you move your full move to step out into the corridor and then you've, uh, use the missile phase to fire it, then you're just standing out there in the middle of the corridor and an open target for the battle bot, right? So, which is not ideal, which is not ideal and is not too terribly realistic. And I was telling Matt that the idea is is that everything actually in real in, re, in reality is actually happening all at the same time. It's just you break up resolution into the phases to determine how to resolve things. So I really don't have a good answer for it. And I can't really make an argument for saying, sorry, you can't, you know what I mean? Because realistically you should be able to. Um, so for the, I think for now, and I'm sure commenters are going to have a lot to say about this as well, but I'm going to make, I'm just going to make the ruling right now that yes, 
you can do that out of sequence. You can step in, fire, then step back out again, as long as you're not going over your move, which you won't be. But that means that monsters can do the same thing. And I reserve the right to completely retract that rule if I find out that there's, there's a better way to do it. <laughs> if we're wrong. Yeah. So Matt, like, no offense, bro, but I'm like, is it okay if someone else takes a shot with Shrieker? Uh, sure. Uh, not a, I not got a, a big deal. I got a positive dex modifier, and I don't have a missile weapon, so I don't know. I might have a slightly better chance of hitting... My, yeah, I, I hate that thing. Two, it looks right? just like the thing that shot Av in the uh, like beamed him off the off the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, by all means, please go ahead and right. whack the it's shit a, out of it. Plus it. two. Uh, yeah, it is a plus two. All right. So, John, with my shield, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and take a shot at it. So, I guess we're in combat then. Okay. So you. Okay. So, uh, all right. If you're going to be in combat, then Z1 want to cast spells. Oh, uh, no, but remember, Bless is still up from... Uh, yeah, so that's true. Before. So Bless is still up, and then um, the orb effect is still up for a little while longer. Um, yeah, I just want to make use of that before it goes, you know? Okay, so no one's casting spells, then please roll for initiative. Okay, I'll go ahead and roll, guys. I got a two. Okay. I got a two as well. Roll again. Got a three. I got a three. Screw you. I got a two. <laughs> I got one. Oh. <laughs> it's like a march to the bottom. <laughs> okay. So well, um, wait, wait, but I'm the only one in combat, John. So I actually add my uh dex modifier on there. No, no. And no. that makes me a two. Nice try. Okay. So um <laughs> all right. Give me a second. All right, guys. We're gonna see how much damage this thing actually does. <laughs> oh, you know what? Wait, 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 guys. Um, both Njal and Lisbeth have nets. Do we want to yeah. like toss a net through there at it? You guys are just assuming, you guys are assuming you're going to make it to the next round. I love the optimism. I mean, the aperture <laughs> is like head size, man. I mean, how do you throw a net through a hole that big? Uh, that's true. I guess I don't know. Yeah, 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 that doesn't make sense. You're right. Okay. Okay. So it has a penalty to attack because it's overheating. Um, and so here's what happens. Remember that little uh, third barrel that I mentioned in between the two? Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> the, the two laser things. In the head. Come on. So if, if we you, say we don't remember it, does he still get to use it? <laughs> so you hear the Goss gun sort of wind down a little bit. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, then you hear like a weird, like, and you see a small little pellet rocket through the opening and basically drop right in the midst of all of you guys. Uh, <laughs> it still has to make an attack roll, but the AC to hit floor is not that hard. <laughs> and it does i rolled a 16 on the die he kills the floor <laughs> give me a second uh what's the damage on that bad boy oh no oh can i so can i, I throw do, it back I through the hole can I, <laughs> can I throw myself on top of it you want to throw yourself on top of it yeah like shield down Ooh, captain america do it man yeah i'll do it oh <laughs> shit <laughs> Well, I, I love it, but I it's just I don't know if you could do that by the rules. All right, I, I throw Mort down on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think that you're going to be able to do that. I got to be careful, like how many exceptions I make, because it's like if I make the exception, then you get to do that every single fucking time. You know what I mean? So I, I just can't. Um, so 
Uh, so yeah, it's a tiny little. It's not like a little grenade. It's like a little, like a little pellet, like a little rabbit turd. You know what I mean? It just goes. Oh. And it goes. Hits the ground. And it's just a rabbit oh. turd. Just kidding. Yeah, it that's explodes. Nothing to worry. About. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and four plus what is that? Three. Mm-hmm. Seven. What is that? Three. I can't read these. these. Yeah. Okay. So, so ten. Ten. So um, everybody, everybody takes ten points of damage. Oh. I'm okay. down. Down. Oh. And it's a similar explosion to like what happened to Mort, basically. Uh, but Mort, blessed, blessedly, is in the NPC shield. Is anyone else uh, still up? Is anyone uh, else I'm down? Not... I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, no. Uh, Lisbeth is down to four hit points, but she's up. Uh, I am. It was 10, right? Mm-hmm. I'm down to seven, but I'm up. Okay. Okay, um, right. So basically, you guys are all like knock prone, and you're like, you're like, oh, and uh, on where you see like just slams up against the wall and collapses uh, in a heap. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to live much longer if he doesn't get help immediately. Um, and I think, um, okay, so you can see it's uh, it's so the the two laser guns. You can see it go like they are like crossing each other as it's sort of like scanning the room for targets. But I'm going to say ah. that you guys are against the walls and it still has that small opening. So um, it looks like it could possibly fire, but it can't find any any targets. So it doesn't. Um, but you can see like like the laser just kind of crisscrossing across the room. Right. Now it's your turn. Um, at the end of everything or maybe at the beginning, I don't really care when, uh, David will have to make his first uh, death save. All right. So I have a total of plus six to hit with um, the blast. Okay. Uh, plus six. Okay, so that's Dex, Shrieker, Bless. Uh, my Thacko, which is plus two. Shrieker okay. is plus two. What's the short um, range on Shrieker? I don't know that. Uh, I think it was ten. Ten feet? That's a small short range. Is that right? It's sling. It's not. For a sling. Take a look. I looked up in a while. Uh, let's see. Equipment. Weapons sling is forty. So you also get oh, another 40, plus. Sorry. You get another plus one for being in short range. Okay, so I have a total of plus seven. Okay, and its AC is reduced to twenty. Right, you get thirteen. Oh, someone rolled a thirteen with shrieker. Hit. Okay, so that'll be a D ten plus two for shrieker. Right, you don't add your Dex bonifier onto damage. Right. Well, you son of a bitch. Minimum? So three? Roll one, yeah. So like, um, yeah, three points. Okay. Uh, it does seem to affect it, though, as it sort of like, you know, cr- it crunches to the side for a second as your as the slingstone whips off of it. And, of course, there's the shrieking like, wee, you know, all across the quarter as your stone goes wild. Uh, that was Gorn. That during... was me. Everybody else's can go. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, well, you have my sling, so I don't have it anymore. Um, uh, Niall, uh all he can do... He can drive David out of the line of fire. Yeah. So you guys are all out of the line of fire right now because the lasers couldn't find purchase. So if you stay right where you are, you are not in then danger of gunfire, but you uh-huh. are still very much in danger of another pellet. Right. 
ah, if he has more pellets, we don't know. You could hear it ratcheting and loading. Oh, okay. So it seems to. Uh, Dragging 10, 20, 30. If we went down that hallway, we would still be in range, right? You would have to go all the way back into the tunnel, yeah. Into the natural tunnel. Um, and there's no way, because that's 10, 20, 30. Because uh, that's 30 in feet in combat. We can only get halfway. And we'd be right in there. Uh, well, you don't, you don't uh, know what, is, what the range is on any of its weapons. Don't forget. Oh, okay. That's right. true. Um, but, yeah, it seemed <laughs> like the... Uh, the he a face on the spaceship. I just got to know. <laughs> I don't I'll know. The, I'll show the audience. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, Ted left and uh, the junior cartographer took over. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Mitch the combat. What's what's going uh, on? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, David's out of commission. God, so David's out of commission. That's what do you think? If he has, if he lets another one of those off, um, uh, all my guys are dead. Well, Niall's fine. Um, so here's here's what's gonna happen matt i've already gone right so i'm there which means he will probably target me with a pellet now if he does 3d4 points of damage even if john rolls max damage i will live with three hit points left okay so assume that i'm the target the rest of you guys should go as far down that hallway as possible and then you should bandage david does that make sense that okay um that that was totally viable mike i just want to make it clear to everyone else that it, it, it would de definitely probably try to hit Gorn with it, but the pellet itself is explosive mm -hmm. and therefore would deal damage to an area of effect. Right. I understand. So but we don't know what that, what that range is. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, you know, no it just, save, right, John, there's no save for that. Unfortunately not. Cause it, it still has to make an attack roll. So yeah. it's, it's usually like those ones where it doesn't have to attack, like mm. to succeed in an attack that provide a saving throw, but this is an actual, it needs to succeed at hitting. Oh, it's the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, uh, shoot, yeah, I guess the, the three of us would run as far down the corridor as possible and just press ourselves against the wall. Oh, now, um, oh, we, we've already, we haven't declared spells yet, so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just run as far down the, that uh, corridor as possible and try to press ourselves up into, uh, you know, if there are any like natural little recess, right. recesses or anything to try to get to cover and we'll drag uh, on Weir's body, but we can't bandage him in combat. He's got to, it's got to be out of combat. That's correct. Well, like we takes next a minute. Turn, you'll have to keep moving down the corridor. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to say that if, um, well, whoever is dragging on Weir is the only one that will get its movement cut in half. But if you all want to stay with on Weir's then everyone's movement is halved. What if uh, two people carry on where? Yeah. So uh, one grabs the arms and yeah. one grabs the legs. Uh, okay. I'll buy that as full movement as long as you're not doing okay. anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there are three of us, so we could two take two arms and y'all's heavy, you know, uh, okay, strong. So, so we can let's take... see, five, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40. Okay, so you guys, 30, 30, right? 20. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are going to be like right here-ish. And then Gorand is still where the PC marker used to be, right? Yeah. yeah, like right here, I guess. Got it. Okay, so you're like, oh fuck, and you retreat back with onwards, like smoking body. It'd be great if it's fucking if it crit failed and bounced that thing right at its feet. Okay, uh, <laughs> top top of the round. Any um, spells? Um, uh, yeah, Elizabeth is going to cast a spell to help us retreat. 
okay. she's going to cast. Um, uh, oh, I don't have to tell you what it is. Yep, you just declare cast. that you're casting a spell, not a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, Elizabeth is going to do something. Now, Elizabeth cannot move from this point on. Ooh, that's right. Still want to declare? Uh, yeah, because it won't. Because if she casts that, then it can't see us. So, yeah, we're going to do it. Declaring it. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let's do initiative. I got a four. Who wants to roll? I'll I'll do it this time because after after I do this, I got to go tuck in that kid, or she's going to get mad at me. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, six. Nice. Well done. Okay. Uh, so movement first. No movement though, right? How far back can I move, John? And like, can I move with a missile weapon and still attack, or no? Uh. You can you can do your full move and then do anything else. You know. And how far back can I move and then still get that short range bonus? Oh, uh, the short range is forty, so each square is ten, and it's standing in the square that's right right beyond the door. Okay. Oh, but you know what? If I move back, guys, then it, you guys might be in the blast radius. Stand up, John. I'm going to stand and deliver. All right. Good. I'm not going to move. All right. Just just tuck yourself behind the shield, right? Okay. Um, anyone else moving at this point? Uh, we're not in melee, so. Uh, well, I just mean in general. It's the movement phase. So. Oh yeah, we're we're yeah we're going to move all the way back as far as we can. Hey, Mike. Uh, except for Elizabeth, who's going to cast her spell. Okay. Yeah, what's up, David? I I don't know the logistics of something like this, uh, but is there any viability in speaking of bouncing? You trying to wait for another one of these things and then plugging the hole and making it bounce back at him. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Rather too. than attacking, just like just having the shield, shield ready. Right up against the hole. But I think then will gauze can it probably, right? Like I'm wondering, well, this is the issue with the attack order. It's like, how would you mechanically like anticipate him shooting a pellet and like trying to intercede it rather than, I don't know if you could, I don't know. He could. Well, he could if you wanted to. You could on your turn. You can go up. You can move up there and put your shield in front if you want to do that. If you're anticipating, I guess that what happens. David is trying to do is he's trying to he's trying to figure it out. So can I do it simultaneously so that it doesn't just switch to the laser cannon and then blow me away, like like almost like Captain America that thing back into the hole. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to, like a, a game of tennis. He he needs to see that it's using the pellet to use the shield. In other words, right? Which is a hard I, thing. I, to, like, I would say that arbitrate. He doesn't. He doesn't even know what he's facing. Like there's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no. It's impossible to tell like what what weapons it's going to fire. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, let me ask you this though, John. Since I get my movement first, can I attack with Shrieker and then instead of retreating, run right up and put my shield up against the hole? Uh, yeah. Once again, that's not technically the rules, so I'm gonna have to like have a, you know, yeah. It's it's fine. <laughs> Okay, let's see if Mike blows up. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to. I do have to be a little bit of a hard ass and go back to the previous round. And at the end of that round, David did need to make a death save. Right. Um, so may all be for naught. Let's see if David's luck holds at the end of the Come last on, David. Round. One or a two, he is dead. Here we go. I'm rolling a... Uh, uh, he sided. He sided, yeah. Uh, D6. <laughs> D6. Okay. I'm kind D6. of confused. Uh, all right. Mike. God. Oh, all right. Okay, He's still alive. <sighs> On weird. The fates. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, this isn't sitting right with me because it's it's not the rules. Um, I know that you have to make rulings and stuff like that, but when death is on the line, it, I don't like having to make the rulings like this. So uh, everyone out there and you guys, it, it, you know, like 
I, I may just be like, all of that was bullshit and we're going to have to figure it out again. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, so go for it. All right, so I will attack with Shrieker. Uh, one one quick thing. Uh, when does the spell... I, I've lost my turn order. When does the spell goes off? Does it go before the melee? Or well, before now it's all fucked because we're all out of order now. You know what I mean? Like Mike's doing something that's completely okay. out of order. So we're just going to kind of move into like more I don't like, have to like, do any of this, John. Well, no, I don't, don't want to stand... Because <laughs> I mean, it's all like clever ideas and you're thinking outside the box. But So I want to accommodate it, but it's just it doesn't fit within the phase sequence. So it's all well, jacked now. Let, let's do this, man. Make it an either or. Either I can go block the hole with my shield or I can make an attack. Like, let's not complicate it and let me be, a, you know, a little bit too much of a, you know, munchkin. Sure, you know what I'm saying? That'll work. Sure. That makes yeah, sense. So. Okay. Right. If I can only do one, I'm going to block up the hole with my shield. So at least those guys don't get exploded. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so, yeah, you run up and put your shield up. The rest yep. of you guys move back. Yes. Yeah, we move back. Lisbeth stays, and mm-hmm. she casts her spell. Okay, what she cast? Uh, she's casting Obscuring Mist. Oh, okay. So that it won't, Mike, you're going to be able to get out, so it won't be able to see you. Okay. Mm, nice. Let's see what that does, does. Okay, one turn per level. So she's, what, third level? She is third level. I mean, I won't be able to see <laughs> Well, you won't, but you can wow. feel your way, man. You can, it's, a straight, it's a straight shot. Locks normal vision and infravision. Uh, can see faintly through the mist. So the caster can see faintly. Interesting. Uh-huh. Strong winds reduces its duration. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's it. That's a nasty spell. Actually, it is pretty much invisibility. Um, Do it, baby. Yeah. So the mist. <laughs> she like waves her hands in a very hippy dippy fashion, and then the mist rise up, and everything is basically shrouded. Uh, what is the? What is the area? an area centered on the caster. Oh, okay, it's just centered on the caster, but the range is 10 feet per level. So it's a 30-foot... Um, yeah, and she was still back. Yeah, she didn't go any so farther. So, so yeah. it's a 30-foot radius because it emanates from the from the caster. So yeah. she's standing with Gorin, I guess, right? Or no, Gorin moved up, so she's standing in the middle. Yeah, yeah. she's in the middle. Okay, yeah, so she's basically blocking everything. The mist is, anyways. Okay, so the yeah. mist uh, grows up. Um, you can see the uh, the laser light like refracts in the mist, right? And cause, you know, it's like like just red, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like as it refracts in the mist, um, and then it, you can laser light show, bro. Yeah, totally. And then and then you can see that like, it it scans more rapidly, and everything gets like really red, and then it goes and everything stops as it seems it seems to like be completely baffled by the mist. Um, you know, well, actually, the shield's up. I forgot the shield is in front, so nothing. Uh, nothing would actually penetrate past the shield. Um, okay. Did everyone go? By the way, everyone went, right? It is. I, mean, a, I just is, did my movement. Punk, you know? Yeah, the robots turn. Yeah, um, yeah we so, moved the rest of the way. I'm gonna go tuck in that kid. I'll be right back. I'm sorry, yeah. it's in the combat, but it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, what is your AC? Um, 18, uh, 18. my friend. Okay. Boom, boom, here we go. It gets a little bit of a bonus because it's just, you know, it's basically firing right at your shield, of course. Um, and it does hit. Okay. So what is it? Is this like a normal shield or a magical shield? What is this? Magical, it's a plus two shield. Okay. 
Mm. You know what? Uh, I'm going to pause it real quick because I need to look up a more obscure AD&D rule. So give me one moment <laughs> and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So I don't know if I would do this every single time, but I actually ended up looking up the uh, the old uh, AD&D first edition item saving throw chart, which BX does not have. Uh, because this is an item that's being directly attacked. <laughs> uh, so um, I looked up, uh, I cross-referenced hard metal, which is what the shield is, um, took into account that it's also magical, and I'm going to call what is happening to it a crushing blow, which is the which is the closest thing I could get to withering um, magnetically, ferromagnetic fire, <laughs> which is what's... Oh, my God. Which I is just going... went to go talk in a kid. You're pulling this stuff out. <laughs> uh, so... Um, uh, yeah, that's the deal. Uh, luckily for hard metal, um, it can resist crushing blows quite easily. So it only needs a six or higher on a D20 to do so. What I'm going to rule here, um, Mike, is that uh, since since items don't have like hit points in, in this edition, right? It's instead of dealing the hit point damage, I'm going to say that if if it does, if it fails the saving throw, if I, so if I roll a, um, a five or under on a D20, it will lose um it, it'll count as if it uh had to suck up a critical blow as okay. a magical as a magical so it'll lose like a plus uh you know yeah i love that and i remember very distinctly from ad and d that each plus gave it a bonus on its saving throw is That's that correct, going yeah, to do yeah. it mm -hmm. is, it depends so on it depends it on the kind of four or higher it depends on the damage um so yeah so um yeah so let's say that so it's a what is, what is a plus two shield yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we'll say um needs a four or higher, so only a three or lower will cause it to fail. So here we go, D20. 15, okay, so it's safe. So um, so it did indeed, like it didn't drop a pellet. It did recognize that there was something else and it wants to obliterate it. So it um, it doesn't want to obliterate itself. It's obviously smart enough to understand that there's such thing as blowback. So you can you could hear on the, so you like you're ducking down below and you've got the, the shield there and you're just like praying. Um, and then you <laughs> hear something change, right? And then you're like, and your arm... It, like all the bones in your arm just basically like shake as your your shield like takes the brunt of it and you think that it's only the magical um the magic that's infused in the shield that allows you to just like like you're holding onto the shield and just kind of the force of the blows are like pulling the shield back and a couple stray bullets actually like fire into the corridor but it's only the magic that allowed you from having your shield just not like ripped bodily off your arm from the force of it um so uh, good job, awesome. Shield, and good idea. That was rad. That was very rad. Love uh, that shield. That was the bottom of the round. That's when it had attacked, right? Um, yeah. So I, I am going to rule that the shield is no longer in place at the bottom of the round. Like the force of it pulled it pulled it away, and you immediately see like the the lasers like, and now that that diffusing effect occurs in the mist. And just remember that um, only Lisbeth can can determine the relative positions of anyone else in the room. Um, okay, top of the round, spells. No more spells. Uh, actually, bottom of the round, David needs to see if he dies. <laughs> Come on, David. <laughs> Don't die, man. Don't die. Don't. Oh, oh! wait, what was oh, it? No. Is it a it's one? A one. It's, it's oh. a one. No. No. Dun, dun, dun. The great oh. one. Very special episode, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'll see you episode. all in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Well, 
all I can all I can say is at least it wasn't this time it wasn't me triggering the death monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh that's or went out for a homie on weir. That's big. Such oh. is the way. Such is the way. Such is the way. Yep. It's dangerous down there in the dungeon. Okay. So respect to many fan artists of my corpse. (laughs) (laughs) How soon does he start looking delicious, John? (laughs) So realistically, you no one would know that this occurred because he's in the mist, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're we have our hands on him, but it's not like we're like right, Uh, David. While we're resolving the rest of this, uh, why don't you pull out your backup um, and have them ready to go, Um, and just just you know work on that in the background. The no okay, so that's it for Onwear. Onwear has died at the end of the round. Top of the round, no spells. So we're rolling for initiative, right? Let's do it. All right, I got it. I got a five. Yes! Oh, nicely done, Mike. With the <laughs> six. You, Mr. Robo. Pulls it out. Okay, uh, movement. Uh, John, oh. I am going to flee at top speed. <laughs> But with my shield out like this, like very w- aware of the idea that I will probably bonk into something. So you're just but retreating I'm just back. Gonna, yeah, I'm just moving straight back into the mist. Okay. Yeah, and the the rest of us will go around the corner, and uh, Lisbeth will uh, do that as well. Lisbeth I mean, we can get farther than Lisbeth can, I guess, because she's right there in the middle. But okay. she can so get the- like right to that corner. Uh, I'm going to say that. Let's see, five or ten, twenty, thirty, forty. Okay. The What's going to happen is the robot is going to fire blindly into the room. Okay. The only one that can potentially be hurt is Gorand. Everyone else rounds the corner. Okay. But it is fi- it is firing blindly. And so it has major penalties because it has the chromatic orb effect, the obscuring mist, um, and all that, all that jazz. I hate to be this guy, John, but I think the chromatic orb effect is gone. It's a three. It, it had three, one, it had three rounds. It, rounds right it's been less than that well it was you rolled a max we rolled four um and so i think this would be the last round right this is the fourth round of combat, okay and it's not taking a d6 point points of damage each round is no, it no just the initial hit okay. um okay so yeah the chromatic orb is going to go at the end of, uh, is going to finish at the end of this round um so okay so basically what it's going to do is it's going to open up it's just going to be like laser beams, pellet down in there. And it's just going to attempt to hit something. Um, I'm going to give it a minus four penalty to hit. In addition, it has a minus two because of the orb. So it has a minus six to hit right now. But I'm fleeing. So does that give it a plus two? You're not fleeing because you didn't declare it at the top of the round. You're just you're just moving your movement back. Okay. Because you weren't engaged in melee, remember? True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So it's going to get a... Uh, let's see, eight, and then what did I say? A minus six, minus mm-hmm. six. Okay, so it's got that plus two. Okay, um, okay, one, two, three, four. So it has four attacks. Oh my that, god! Yep. So it's got the the Gauss gun, two lasers, and the and the explosive pellet. And oh your god. what's your AC, Gorn? Eighteen. Eighteen. That's with the shield, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's a miss with the Gauss gun. Laser beams. A hit with one laser beam. Fuck. And a miss with the other laser beam. And then the explosive pellet. 
Uh, that's a miss. Thanks to the obscuring mist. Um, yeah. So, um, so one laser beam, like basically tags you as you're running around the corner, like, and then, um, you, you hear behind you, um, it's like a movie, right? Like where the, where the explosion happens and like you get pushed forward, like with the flame you know, like, <laughs> as you're being like, by being scored by the laser beam in slow-mo, you know, is, um, which is pretty rad. Uh, I can see it. <laughs> I and, see it. Okay. And you're going to take, you're going to take seven points of damage. Oh, no, wait, what did I roll? Yeah, four. Yeah, you're going to take seven points of damage. God damn. You still up? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. I am at eight hit points. All right. So the rest of you, you can hear it, but you don't see it. But you hear Gorn like grunt in pain uh, right before the explosion happens. You see a big ball of fire that basically illuminates the mist. And, and you hear Gorn like smack against the wall behind you and just like poosh, um, as he rolls to a stop. Uh, but he's still caught. Like he's still up. He's still conscious. He's he still can, up. Like, yep. Okay. We don't have to pull him. Yeah. yeah I'm that... like brushing myself off. So at that point, <laughs> the obscuring mist is everywhere. You guys are around the corner. Um, the the robot cannot find any more targets, so it, it gets quiet. So now you're just kind of sitting in mist, and you can't see each other at all. Elizabeth reports back, and she's like, I don't think it looks good for Onweir. Uh, oh, so yeah, I would, uh, at, you know, he'd pull it uh, as far out of the mist as possible and, you know, check, you know, put his ear near his mouth. Come on. Come on, little guy. Come on. You've got more next to stab. Yeah. Um, and you're you're all quiet. You're in the mist, and you hear. Uh, unfortunately, all of your hearts drop, as all of your focus is is on the passageway to the south and the robot, which gets quiet. And you're in the middle of the mist, but you hear something coming down from the northern natural passageway. <laughs> Like footsteps, like wary footsteps. Oh, you you saw footprints in the dust. Way back in the other section. Uh, do these sound? Do these sound like you know uh, bipedal footprints the, or like click 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 click? You know, uh, sounds like booted. Okay. Yeah. I do. I have time to give um, Avaricios back his sling. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You are obscured by mist. His... Like you're completely hidden right now. Right. I give him back his sling and I pull out Ignis. Uh, okay, pull out Ignis, and, okay. And put my shield up and kind of get to get my sword ready and be like, who goes there? David, your new character hears a dwarven voice <laughs> from the south in the middle of like what appears to be an occluded fog-ridden room. Uh, to the south, uh, in some natural cavern of some sort. Say, who goes there? <laughs> <laughs> I am Onweir's little brother. Do you do you have a character ready, David, or, or should we? Should we... I, 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 I was I was debating pivoting to a different class, but I'm going to run with my original one. I had an elf that I made a while ago because I got like a inordinately high set of attributes but after all that we've been through i was like maybe i'll just make a necromancer i mentioned it last session i was like do i want an elf or do i want someone who's just going to be like the master of the dead since we're always dead but eh, i'll just go with the elf let's let's stick with the original well, under right? pressure if you really had to think about it would you have would you rather do the uh necromancer the problem is i'm looking the necromancer is an incredibly cool i'll just talk out my thought process real quick 
but I'll be I'll be quick about it. Necromancer is an incredibly cool class that I do want to play with. Going through the spell list, it is not dissimilar from the Illusionist in that it is very death related, right? And I've we have found ourselves many times, right, wishing we had a magic user. And as much as I don't want to go from like a caster to a caster, an elf is kind of like a good medium ground there, right? Like it's better if than if we need ground. utility. I'd rather I want well, no, of course, of course. But like if we need utility, I can kind of play both sides, I think, with an elf in a way that I can't with a necromancer, even though the flavor of the necromancer seems so fucking cool for Arden Vol. I still think we desperately need some fucking magic user utility, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that's my like what I've been weighing. I'm like, oh God, what, what's what's a better move? Elves are dope, man. Rather yeah. than belabor it, I'll just go with the elf because Mike's gonna get him killed in three sessions anyway, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's the cool thing about it. Number one, yeah. um, being a first level character with that giant XP table, you're yeah. still going to advance really fast. Yeah. You yes. know, like being like a PC. For sure. For sure. For sure. This is um, all no, great stuff to talk about in the detox, though. So yeah, why, we'll don't, talk about why, why okay, don't we go so, back so, to the present time here? Uh, be aware that um, on like a normal character introduction, where I would be like, tell them what you see, David, and what kind of cool character quirks you have, and other shit that I could yep. give a crap about. Um, it's uh, thankfully there is a obscuring mist, um, so uh, no one can see you. So what do they hear, and how do you introduce yourself? Understanding that no one can see anything. <laughs> I haven't even thought about what kind of character this, but I'm going to go with it. Right? Do I hear the voice of a lesser? A lesser. <laughs> That could only be an elf. <laughs> what, 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 what small cowering creature lies before me in this mist? Awesome. Gross. It's a weed eater. Let's kill it, boys. <laughs> Correction, a weed smoker. Are you, are you friend or foe? That's when Elizabeth is like, what was that again? <laughs> She's like, yeah, be cool. He's got weed. Listen, it's yeah. my dealer, Banweer. So Lisbeth could Lisbeth could actually be like, it looks like it's a slim figure, and he's he's wielding a what are you wielding? A whip. A whip. That's all you got. <laughs> oh my god! I have a, I have a whip and a shield. Yeah, yeah. A whip and a shield. Lion tamer. Who ordered the lion tamer? A whip, a shield, and a dream. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Is the is the shield actually just a stool? Because that would be pretty cool. She's like, yeah, it's a slim figure. It looks like it might be an elf uh, armored, but just carrying a piece of rope. <laughs> she says. Uh, <laughs> doesn't look to, doesn't look like he means any harm. Is he carrying any food? Ooh, are you carrying any food? He's got pack on him. I'm about to get into combat with this group of strangers in front of me. <laughs> Elizabeth holds up. She's like, hail, hail, are friend. You free or we're... <laughs> um. So I guess Elizabeth would probably be the one she like uh, if if we should probably she mentions like we should probably retreat to the north where where you emerge from she said yeah. you know, yes if yes. we want to talk is it uh, is it safe back uh, I can't see you is it safe back there there's some oh, man there's some really bad stuff down to the south you don't want to go that way yeah so uh, I can I can assure your safety if you have one thing a wand of ice <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> You gotta earn that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Give us, give us your food. We'll talk about the uh, magic wand situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you retreat back to the north, or do you want to go down one of the tunnels that you haven't been down, the other tunnel, or the staircase? Uh, well, I think we were gonna uh, 
check out that staircase because hoping to find something to eat. Yeah, we got to like make sure we got to take care of on right? Okay, so where are you going? Do you want to go place like back to the Hall of Worthies where you know you've been like your familiar territory? Do you want to go somewhere uncharted? I mean, that you know, just thematically, that might be kind of a cool place. Like, you know, we you know, he's 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 our friend, he's our, our compatriot. Uh, a little weird, but, uh, you know, he had his usefulness. Uh, and I think, you know, a Hall of Worthies might be a place. You know, there, there's the rubble from that statue. We could make a, a small but, uh, uh, you know, semi-functional little burial mound for him. Okay, so you move back into the Hall of Worthies and you drag on Weir's form with him. As you uh, emerge through that secret door, so you basically remember you had to, you, you come out oh, yeah. like over the hall, right? And you have to like lower right. yourself down. Right, because it was like a hole in the top of the uh, top of that southern wall, um, and as you drop back down and you see the expanse of the statues as well, don't forget there is a bit of a smell here because there was that body of the woman that is near the broken statue that has a missing finger, right? And the missing statue was of um, uh, Fokai on the builder. So just don't forget there is a corpse there. Um, uh, David, what is your what is your character's name? Rin R I N. R-I-N. the Elf. Mm-hmm. Do you have a... Are, are you male? I uh, uh, Yes. Okay. Um, Doesn't matter. Are you wearing armor? No. <laughs> I am... Uh, let me double check. I cannot recall investing in armor. I have a shield. I have a helmet. I have a whip. I'm not wearing armor, I guess. What's your AC? So no. <clears throat> I have an AC of 11. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. You know, we can go back. We know that if if we don't think there's this place is spookified, there is armor racks all over the place with really good armor in it. Yeah. And yeah. some weapons if you need that too. I don't know if you need more than your whip. Okay. So, Rin, we'll just say very briefly that you were part of a larger, as, as happens to be the case with so many lone adventures around here. You were the, with another party at some point. Uh, attracted by the news of the Arden Vader being operational and got separated. Have no idea what happened with the rest of your um, party, but it was probably something tragic. You have wandered aimlessly for many a day down here in the depths, um, giving up hope, and you did manage to find your way onto this level. Um, uh, and we'll say that you tracked it the same way that they've tracked it. Like you found the secret door on the ice the ice level um and then you notice that there was definitely signs of recent passageway that look like adventurers and just trying to find some sort of mode of you know safety and numbers you've been basically tracking them and trying trying to meet up with them that makes Uh, sense i like that uh so that is the deal um can you be the sixth finger of (laughs) destiny um okay so that's the deal uh right so I'm going to say like a turn has, let's see. I'm going to say two turns has passed the combat and then the retreat. So now it is um, 9 a.m. Exactly. The obscuring mist has one more turn back down in the, in the natural caverns. Um, The bless is still active for some time left. Oh, well, uh, while, while that's, uh, while that's still up, I will use the, um, you know, the kind of 
I know it's not really what it is, but he's going to use the uh, the positive feelings of the blessed to help lay on weird to rest. That is actually um, in the spell description, believe it or not. But can it can it switch? Like, when, if you cast not, it for combat, not, do you get to not change? technically? Yeah, but it, I, I yeah, just thought but, it was you know, interesting. It's still, they do account yeah. for that in the description, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, he's going to like try to channel some of that positive uh, um, Lysion, uh juju into into his friend, who was a you know a weird guy, but a good guy. Yes, and then. We take all of his stuff and remember where his body is in case we get really, really hungry. Right. Does anyone uh, dare to wear the Nefertiti hat? And really <laughs> 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 uh, in all realistic yeah. this, though, yeah. David, like, we should transfer whatever items on we had that would be useful for a wizard to you. Like, yeah, um, I mean, honestly, most of his stuff would be usable by my new character, which feels cheesy somehow, but I don't I don't know how to like resolve that in a way that's like okay, I guess it's fine, right? But well, at the same I, I mean, time level one, I lost a lot, I guess, regardless, right? Yeah. But yeah. At, at the same time, most of us are fairly full up with stuff anyway. Yeah. Right. right? So we need another person to help carry all of his yeah. old stuff anyway. So it might as well be you. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll transfer all that stuff on my end. And I'm 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 not joking, like there is a lot of really good armor in this area. We just have to be confident that the spook down in the stop room is like back to his room, you know, because we have to go by that room to get to those areas. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the difficult part. Uh, well, we just I mean, we just have to go near it. We If we went into barracks, too, it's just near that zone. It's not past it. That's right? true. So we don't have to go like all throughout the, all those corpses. We could just go like peek around the corner See if you it, it might still be out. safer, Matt, to go to the one back up in the north uh, northeast part because then we're just going straight up to the big room with all the bodies, and then back over to the bunk room where they had this stuff. We don't. We'd have to go pretty. We'd have to go like 30, 40 feet away from the front doors of that of that room with the ghost in it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just more time. Uh, also, I mean, I guess we'll know pretty quickly if we go north up that hallway, if those um, corpses are animated or something again. I, I personally don't think that they are, but just in case we'd be able to hear them kind of moaning and shambling around, I would imagine. Right. Um, um, okay, so what do you do? Okay, so I say we go through, if we want to go get armor, the, if we want to go get armor, let's go through the north East door in the Hall of Worthies here, straight up the staircase to where the big big fight was, and then over to this bunk room right over here by the bar where they had the armor suits. Okay. Makes sense. And then we come back this way, and then are we going to go over the barrier to try and find a way out? Um, either I, it's hard to tell which is more important over the barrier and West to try to get out or try to find something to eat. Maybe that's both the same. I don't I know. Think it's both, I think it's going to be both the same. And here's my worry. Now, now I'm down to eight hit points. I don't know what everyone's hit points are at, but we'd have to camp for a pretty long time for me to get back up to full or anybody else, you know? Yeah. And we're not, we're not going to get very far on uh, uh, one ration a day split between all of us. Yeah. David, how much food do you have for real? I mean, it's a new character, so I have seven days of rations. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 
Seven I, was, days I, I used my last one. I used my last one on Onware, so there's no more from him that I gained. Right, right, right. But that is, and we have seven people. We don't actually have seven people in the party right now with Morton Yost gone. So we actually have enough food to go another day if we need to. You know what I'm saying? I still think it's the highest priority. I'm not saying screw it and <laughs> let's go delve. But no, I'm I'm just saying it's like it's it does alleviate a little bit of pressure there. Okay. Would uh, do you think Ridden is going to be uh, uh, ripe for sharing now that he's flush with uh, artifacts and spell books and magic items? When you yeah. say sharing, what do you mean? I'm uh, with with his uh, uh, with his rations. Oh yeah, I mean I yeah. yeah. I'll share. I just didn't want to take anything for granted. I'd I'd rather us all starve to death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, sorry, but I was I was transcribing a lot uh, instead of fully listening because I'm a terrible player uh, that was trying to be prepared. Uh, So you're debating whether we continue adventure or search for an exit. It sounds like yes. Oh no, no, yeah, we're 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 just going to use some armor and then we're going to go over the barrier and look for an exit. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um, We're we're okay. Yeah. So you're you're moving now, right? You're not no, nothing yep. else. You you've laid out Onweir in like a restful position. And uh, yeah, I, I think we can also use like the the rubble of that one statue to kind of you know we can we can cover yeah. him a little bit, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not ideal. I mean, uh, but uh, it's something. But uh, when you have you recapitulated all of his items, have you taken care of the slots and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, we're we're a whole hog. We're gonna take like his pack and his items. And put them on the new guy. Yeah, I've, I've taken everything, and I'm yes. And you can carry all that, Rin. What is your strength? I mean, I I have a uh, fourteen strength. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I, okay, just so just so everyone knows, this is this is crazy. This is a good roll. Fourteen strength, seventeen intelligence, twelve wisdom, eight dex, not a great dex, sixteen con, nine charisma. Wow, Dude, pretty good spread. Pretty good head. spread. On the I mean, ones that maybe are one of the best too. I've ever rolled, honestly. Yeah, yeah um, eight, and my slot is higher than mine by like a huge order, except yeah. for deaths. Yeah. So, so I have a lot of slots, John. I'll probably ditch a couple mundane things, but right now I'm like, if I take everything from Onweir, I'm at uh 60 movement. I'm slowed down quite a bit. So you're at 60. Okay. All right. So the party's moving at 60. Um, and you're going to be moving out that northeastern door. I'm going to say that it's going to take another turn to transfer Onweir to Rin, right? All of the gear. Um, at that point, the obscuring mist is now gone, but you're you're distant from that as well. It's not a big deal. Bless is still up. Um, and uh, after in- making introductions with Rin, you're like, welcome to the AV Club. You now have permission to use the Art Invader free of charge <laughs> if we ever see it again in this lifetime. Yeah, um, the pen is definitely one of those things that we take, like the little... Uh, uh, access pin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when your eye, when you finally determine, when you see through the prejudice of an elf being in the party, you understand what elves are actually able to do. Your eyes start to twinkle as you think about all of those awesome items that only magic users can use and all those spells. Um, if only you can get to them. So mm. you move Ooh, wow. out of the northeastern door back into the corridors haunted by Eustace the Pentarch. Have you stepped out of the frying pan back into the fire? Perhaps. Yes. No, David. no, no. We don't want I that. will I will note because it'll be relevant. My memorized spell is read languages. Oh, thank you. Read languages? Okay. Read languages is what I have memorized, yeah. Got it. All right. 
so sad he's back down to picking one. <laughs> At least it makes it easy. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, I, I told you the minute I got spells, I'd die soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, all right. You move out the north. Uh, you move out into that passageway that runs north and south. You don't hear anything. You don't hear Eustace or anything like that. Um, and you don't get any vibes or hear anything or, or feel deathly cold or anything like that coming from spookified corpses or anything like that. Um, what you do see uh, from Iversus's continual light is you see the stairways, the stairway that goes back up to the north, including the um, and the passageway that leads to the west, back towards the um, octagonal chamber. And John, I don't know if it would make much of a difference, but at least you know, kind of thirty feet uh, up to that T intersection, mm-hmm. and then uh, thirty feet beyond. Uh, Avaricious is going to like cup his uh, uh, necklace into his hand, his holy symbol, mm-hmm. to really limit that light to just like a little pinprint, so, so just so that he can keep his footing. Okay. To try to like almost like this is his uh, you know uh, uh, shuttered lantern. Got it. Right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, David. A couple other things, just worth note. I have sixty foot in for vision now. Okay. And if we are more comfortable with a 90 foot movement, I can easily ditch like torches, some mundane shit that I had on, on the character. Oh, you know I what? Can, pass, 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 them over to, pass them over to Elizabeth. She has two empty slots and can, okay, would so still I, be at 90. Okay. So I have, I have, a, uh, I have torches and I have a, a twine that I can take off this list. Torches and uh, Oh, twine, a man after my own heart. When, uh, when so, Mauricio yeah. sees that, he's like, oh, okay. Twine. Yes. All right. You're <laughs> I'll the take this off. That way we're back at 90 and it's not as... Uh, okay. Cool. Logging. Right. I put those on Elizabeth's sheet, so she's good. So I'm hearing, Mike, you were had the plan there. You want to go uh, up the staircase. Right. Right. Do you, you see my cursor, like, over here in this bunk room? There was armor racks with some, like, very serviceable armor. You said it was nice armor in this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to make our way to there, armor up Rin, and then I think we go back the way we came, guys, into the this room. Yeah, and then go over the uh, barrier down here and see if we can find a way out. Yeah, I mean there was there's somebody living down there because there were footprints. Right? Okay, as you make your way north carefully, using Avaricios's very narrow continual light up the stairs, as you get to the top of the stairs, you can hear in the reliquary of Arden beyond. You can hear a voice, a familiar voice, whispering to itself, "Betrayers, they, they all, they all betrayed me, and now they're back. They're back, and they want it. They want to take what is, they want to take what is Arden's. No, I am the last faithful. I will guard it. I will guard it until the very end. Yes, step in. I smell you. I smell you. Fuck. Go the other way. Fuck no. Fuck no. Yep. 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 Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I can't get the thing. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. Okay. All right. You're, you're like, Sorry about that, buddy. You're going to get armor someday. <laughs> uh, well, there, let's, there is, just, just a reminder, there's laminar armor on all of the Legionnaires. Yeah, let's let's go back to uh, the barracks, too, and get it over that way. Okay. So you move back down the western hallway and uh, carefully. Let's see. Oh, that's wait. Good. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, this will be another turn to go up. You steal the rings now, don't you? Dude. He's in the other room, and we opened the treasure, ch- like treasure chamber in the cloisters, and he's not in there because he's in the other room. We gotta he's... look at the cloister treasure room now. 
<laughs> we got to do it. It's the only chance we're going to get. There's a lot of shit in there. <laughs> are you going straight there? Or are you going to dip into this barracks? I mean, first? we're walking by it, right? Not. Well, it's a. It's a pier. It's at the end. Do you want to go into the yeah. barracks first? Is what I'm asking. David, want... that thing moves faster than us. It will know if we. Well, it'll know if we touch the ring or any of Arden's things. Well, we're not touching the ring of Arden's things. We're going to go into that little that little secret <laughs> passage to the on where unlocked. That Ring, all yeah, Ring doesn't know good. shit. <laughs> doesn't know anything about this. <laughs> no, yeah. No. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, if we are ever going to have a chance, it's when this guy is like 300 feet away in a different room waiting for us. Okay, so well, if, first, if it is something that you wanted, this is a great opportunity to grab well, it. Well, first question: well, Do you want to take the time for us to dip down in the barracks and get you some armor first? Or not do it because we can pass. I would by rather it. go into the treasury than the barracks. If it, I would, if if there's a possibility he's going to follow after us, that is the risk I would rather take because it's absolutely going to be the more valuable thing than some some armor that I can get anywhere else. Uh -huh. That's my opinion, but y'all don't have to agree with wanting to do that. But if you don't want to do that, I would say let's just move on for safety and not worry about the I, armor. I feel okay. like now that. I feel like now that you've died this session, you want to share that experience with the rest of us. <laughs> no, 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 To be clear, that is not it. That is not it. I, my, my suspicion, talk through my thinking here. My suspicion is all of the, like going back to every, all of the clues we got, right? Rewinding a few sessions. All of the hints led to the fact that the builder was the key, right? Okay. And this was the treasury that we were looking for. If we were interested in the act, rather than like the red herring that is getting us damned, right? If we're interested in whatever might be like actually hidden away, that might actually be, hmm, I don't know what it could be, right? It's there. It's there. If it's, anywhere on this floor, it's there. It's nowhere else in this dungeon mm -hmm. level. Absolutely. Right? And it's, I don't a, it's disagree a, with any of that. Yeah. yeah. I also think that all of us have taken shitloads of damage. I'm not saying we have to do it. No, 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 no. I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, here's the thing. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah go, go. I, I, I don't want to, I, I get it. I'm with you. I know that that's where it is, but that's a bottleneck. If we go in there and he comes back, we have no place to run and we're right. just dead. What if everyone stands at the doorway and only Ren goes in? <laughs> I'll, I'll make one, I will make one more point and I'll, I'll leave, let it lie, right? Like, I mention it because this guy was super deadly. He is not there. He's quite a ways away, and we will see him coming. He is faster than us, but we will see him coming for what it's worth. And the likelihood of us being able to come back at a later date and get past him to that space is very low. So if there is a chance we're going to get in it at all because it's a desire, now is the chance in my mind because I think it is just an assured death next time regardless. So I'm seeing it as a binary yeah. choice, in other words. Except, it does not mean I'm right. Just a, just a thought. Except, John's smirking over there. <laughs> Avaricious will be a more powerful cleric next time. Who might roll better on his turn. I don't also, think we're I mean, ever going to kill that guy. There's other, there's other stuff we can do. I'm, I think this is a honeypot that uh, I think that the reason all that stuff up there is to is to tempt us away if we go in there we don't know if he's going back and forth and if he does and he comes back we're stuck in there and we've got oh i 100 percent think he's coming back don't get me wrong yeah okay. i 100 think he's coming back it's more about a can we go in smash and grab and grab as much as can and run and what, what is the speed at which we can do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think so because we're gonna we're gonna cause some kind of noise or take some kind of time for him to come back right. there right. i don't want to do it okay so where are you going uh, let's go. He really wants yeah, so. to do this. Hold on. 
David, look at his face. He's so sad, Matt. He's so sad. <laughs> it is. I tell you, I, I like my new friend very much. I liked my old one better before he died. This guy, eh, probably okay. If we go in, no, it's like you go into the barrel and then the guy, you know, you're the fish and the other guy is the other guy. Mm, I don't like that picture. Okay, so where are we I going? don't like to be still up and running around. That's the part that's bothering me. I thought he'd be back in his body, like just oh. chilling. Which is the reason I mentioned this, because this means, again, I don't want to overtalk this. Sorry, John. I'm seeing the fact that he's still present and aware of us as a, as a trigger that is not reversible, right? So if we believe that we failed at, that, at the process of not like, you know, like uh, desecrating the space, we've done it. it the, the deed's done. Right. We have desecrated. It will continue to be desecrated in perpetuity because like we are failing, killing him. He will continue doing this forever. Right. Like, so I don't think there's any like version of us engaging in this floor in the future that doesn't involve antagonizing him. I could be wrong. That's my thinking. So the question is, if we have any greed or desire to return, what is our best possible opportunity to maximize on that? And if we don't have that desire at all and we want to leave and never come back, let's just leave. I don't, I don't think it's I think that's too too linear thinking because I'm sure, we can yeah, leave yeah. we can leave and come back and he might be in the room he might not be in the room but right now we're not operating from a position of strength we're not operating from a position of strength so I'm not I'm not feeling excited about it I don't know Matt. That's fine. Addition, additionally here's the, here's the thing like we've been talking what are our priorities getting out I think that the chances of that Secret passage leading to the way out is extremely small. I think there's treasure oh, there. Not. I think I we know I, it's not. It's a closed room. He told yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just a treasury room. Yeah, and we don't. We're not trying to get more. We're almost overloaded as it is anyway. So let's get out and come back, and we'll deal with them. You also have we can the, deal with them. The, it was what Gorn took out of there was that uh, it was from Vool, right? So there, there was that as well that was then handed back. You know, it's not just what's in the treasury room, right? There's also yeah, we know. Yeah, there's like two rings in there plus that that document, which is amazing. Like I would love to have that, but I'm just really worried about us getting TPK trying to be slick. Okay, you know so I'm, 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 I'm hearing a two. Proposition. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No. no, one last proposition. Would you guys want me to try to risk a single character to do that and die again? And would you still would be interested in enough then? Is the concern TPK? Because I'll go in solo and let y'all run down the hall. I don't care. I have a level one character. There's nothing for me to lose in that scenario. <laughs> but I would rather go with the group. Vote. I don't know. But that also yeah. doesn't feel like a cool way to play, though, too, because it's like then whoever has the first level character could just be like a PMD and just running down the hallway and setting off traps. And that just doesn't feel that doesn't feel good either. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it works, man. It is basically going to level me up, though. <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, let's move on. It was a two-one. I'm I'm okay with it. That's that's fine. Let's okay, go. If south. we find a safe place that we can camp or something like that, and we all get like our spells back and get some more hit points or whatever, then maybe. I, Matt, I guess you have another turning chance too. Like, yeah. what did you roll on your turn for him last time? Do you remember? Seven. Seven. I mean, not awful, but not great. It was right down the middle. Yeah, but, which was my point. My point was, I don't think there's going to be a point in which we can come back and safely assume that this is a, an encounter we can survive. 
So I, I, that was the only point I was trying to make just now is that like, I don't think our survivability now is worse than, than in whatever future date we're turning. So what I was trying yeah. to ask of y'all is if y'all want to return at all. Right. And I know that's a very like binary sort of decision point. That's why I was asking because in my I mind, the guy being back. in the other I just, room, is, I don't want to yeah. die here in this hallway. The right, guy almost go. killed us all the first time. Let's yeah, just get out of there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I'm here two to one. So uh, if we're not going to the treasury room, where are you going? So, uh, we're uh, going south into the barrier room, John. Yeah, west and south. So you're not going to the barracks. No, I don't think so. I don't think we're worrying about the armor at this point. We're just going to cut through the statue room. Okay. Go back through the bar. Go back through the barrier room, over the barrier, and then down this western hallway. Okay. Give me a second. Nine. One. Two. Three. Four, six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Uh, okay. So I'm going to say it's going to take two turns to get to here. If you can see my cursor. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're here. I can't for some reason. Right here. Um, see Mike. Yeah. Okay. At that point is when the bless wears off. You guys feel a little bit exposed as the favor of a certain God is no longer looking kindly down upon you. Um, all right. So you, you make your way through the barricade room. The corpses are all there. Um, if you wanted to take a turn, you could stop right there and actually don some of that armor, Rin. No? Okay. Um, I'd rather move on. Yeah. All right. You move on. Um, you go down those stairs. And now you, the entire party now is in an area where they've never been. Because only okay. Onwir explored this area. Okay. Hmm. When you move down into this hallway, the first thing you notice is that it is much less dusty than the rest of the areas that you've been through. Although, although a lot of those areas have been have been disturbed by you, of course. But um, uh, And you can see that there are definitely, like, you can track that these are Onwear's boots. It makes you kind of a little bit sad as you see Onwear's footprints down there. Um, but they're also mixed in with a set of older, smaller, barefoot, bare feet um, uh, footprints that are going back and forth um, down this eastern and western corridor. They never appear to go north, and they never appear to go up the staircase that leads to the cave-in for pretty obvious reasons. Okay. Um, I would like to, since none of us have been in there, I'd like to peek into the room with the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the door is um, basically hanging on its hinges, so you can easily kind of see in there and kind of get a bead on, especially like when you're, look, when you're looking down the hallway through the broken door, you can see the pool immediately right uh uh it appears to be made of like clear water and it is um uh does it have a height no height but it's it's a pretty low lip i think it's a 10 foot diameter pool though and on either side on the diagonal sides are these um long stone benches as well and at the far end though there is a shrine to arden um, it's a piece of red granite that's actually eight feet tall, and it has 11 niches that are carved into the side that is facing you, like the western side. And there are a bunch of weird-looking things that are in those niches that you can't quite grasp from this distance. Um, all right, so uh, just real quick, just in terms of um, practicality, um, Elizabeth is going to take a look at that water, like stick her fingers in it, smell mm -hmm. it, taste it. So, because druids can tell if uh, water is pure or not, just, um, just right, straight out, it's not a spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Druids can identify all plants and animals and can discern pure water. Okay, so 
it it is definitely it's uh, very pure the purest she's ever seen actually she's actually taken aback by how unnaturally pure it, it appears to be Okay. Well, I will uh, refill all my water, my water skin. Uh, Nyal and Elizabeth would too. Uh, good fresh water. Take take a, a couple of swigs from it. Okay. Uh, uh, it, it, it's it clear. It's clear. Cool. <laughs> clear. Cool water doesn't seem to do anything to you. You do notice whenever you dip your um, containers into the water that you see right below the surface of the water that the entire pool is ringed by a uh, underneath a bench for sitting. Oh. I, I wonder. David, had you suffered any damage when you were in this pool before? Had you been injured? Nope. Uh, can we take a turn, guys? <laughs> I always want to get in there and see if it does anything. Uh, you know what? Uh, Lisbeth's, uh she's only wearing studded leather, so it's easier kind of like to get on and off. So, um, uh, yeah, Lisbeth would, would go in and see if it... Uh, right. I'm going to go take a bath with Elizabeth. like a gentleman. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to be annoying. Are we not worried about the spirit? I don't think he's going to cross this barrier, but I could be wrong. Because okay. if we're taking a lot of time still and not actually exiting, he can still right, show John, up. John, I drop my gear and I go in there with my armor on. So I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not like getting naked. Okay. Along with Lisbeth, then at the same time, yeah. Okay, so you, the two of you step into the bath and um, uh, sit yourselves down on the stone bench. Take a soak for a quick second. Your wounds do not heal, but uh, Gorand, you do feel the strength return to your limbs. <laughs> and you nice. are you are healed your um your your strength damage. Nice. That's kind of cool. That makes right. that spirit maybe slightly more survivable, David. Or uh, anything, really. Right. The, the, the water, however, does quickly become fouled with the massive amounts of um, uh, blood blood and dirt and grime that you shed into the water. <laughs> but it still feels really okay. good. Uh, well, right, Elizabeth says, ew, and gets out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... Here we are, just wandering despoilers of uh, the holy. <laughs> so, um, at this, we got more super despoil up here, guys. Let's it, go. From this distance, though, you can see in the altar. Um, I did explain this to Onwear back a couple sessions ago, but there are uh, two 18 inch ivory statuettes of as ardent as a spearwoman. These are all in separate niches. Um, a cracked uh, leather packet of some sort, a decrepit leather thong that is strung through 17 ancient copper bits. Um, and a small vial that appears to have nothing else in it. <clears throat> oh, we remember the thong. Okay. <laughs> you just, you just love that word. I don't. Um, I do. I don't think we should take those. What do you think? There's, there is a chance if we take anything of Arden's that that guy's going to come screaming down the hall. Um, but I do want to. Um, in addition to just seeing these things, maybe while those guys are taking their uh, little dip, um, I'd like to look at that statue of Arden because I'm 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 curious if there is uh, some way, just looking at the architecture there, if that statue might move or slide to one side or pivot out or something. So I'd like to just examine that and see if uh, there might be uh, a secret door behind that statue um so okay yeah you want to take a turn 
Yeah. So to be clear, this yeah. is like a this is a shrine. So there's no actual statue to her. It's like a big red granite thing. But you, oh, okay. You, you I can mess around yeah, with that okay. if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, try to try to move it a little bit. See if it like shifts or if there's a, a track in the floor where it might scooch, or anything on the wall directly behind it. Uh, so no, you take your time and you don't find anything that moves or anything secret. Um, I will say though, that, that during that time though, you are able to take in what's on the wall on the Eastern side, which I think I also described to David back in the day, there is, um, two 15 foot tall frescoes of Arden, um, that are on either side of the shrine itself. Uh, one shows her as a Spetharios, um, which is a simple legionary. Um, and the, uh, let's see, hold on. Sorry. Left image is a Spatharios, while the right shows her in a the toga of a Decurion, which is like a noble. Um, and there's an inscription in Mithric that is over the the um, that is over the, uh, the the shrine itself. And now I have to ask myself: Your Mithric reader is dead. Um, does Rin know Mithric? We get it. Good. <sighs> that is a good oh, I thing. Also did. No, I don't. Uh, that uh, was one of the first questions on the interview form, so I'm glad you checked that box off. <laughs> okay, Rin, coming to the fore, um, uh, you're like, I believe I can translate this for you. Um, you. It says, those who would take up the labors of the great defender must purify themselves, which you yeah, have written like, on the map here, because yeah. I'm a moron. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> we'll make sure it's the same one, right? Okay. Oh, you're not going to purify yourself there now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, no secrets it, though. Okay. Is it is it worth looking at the uh, frescoes of Arden to see? Because there have been like telltale eyes that you can poke and like movable elements in frescoes before that we've seen. Do you guys think it's worth a little bit more time or no? Sure. I, I, what I'll say, uh, Matt, is that because you thought you were searching a statue, that during that that time you were searching, you could have looked there and, and also did fair that. enough. Yeah, and okay. you don't you don't find anything. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So guys, let's go back, uh, back down the hallway. Let's, I'm curious to see who belongs to these tracks. Okay. So you're going to generally try to follow the tracks uh, as much as possible. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So you start moving westward into completely uncharted territory. Uh, so Matt, what I'm going to say for mapping is, is that you're going to, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start at past the staircase. So right after the staircase, um, you pass the staircase. Okay. So the quarter goes down for, uh, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 40. It goes down for 40 feet past the staircase. And at that okay. point, it actually hits a T intersection, um, going north and south from that point. And there is a, it, it's a passageway that goes north. And then there is a staircase that goes down to the south. Hmm. And it dead ends there at that T intersection, right? So there's nothing that continues west. Does that staircase, the first one that's blocked by rubble, is that going up or down? That's going up. So yeah, Matt, you want to reverse that, that, statue, that staircase thing because this one is going down. Okay. <clears throat> Easy enough. Uh, see, I don't know why Ted's complaining all the time. This is just fine. <laughs> and um, in addition, there is uh, slightly on the air. Okay, so first of all, 
everyone starts to notice now that there is a slightly more humid aspect to the air at this point. The huh. the footprints go both north and south, and um, there uh, you also start to pick up uh, the slight smell of what you can only peg as as body odor, but it's very very faint. Everything else is dark, uh, and so our contents the, don't work. Does the body odor seem to be uh, coming from the north or coming from the south, or can we tell? You cannot tell, unfortunately. Yeah, Mike. I want to go to the middle of that T-intersection, pull out Ignis, ignite it, and see if I can see the flames flickering one way or the other as far as a, if there's a breeze. A breeze. Good question. Okay. Good use of the sword. I like it. Uh. There is a breeze coming from the south, from from up the staircase. Okay, uh, but it's it's slight. It's not like a forceful. Okay. You, you would definitely how need like ignis to tell. How far can we see up those intersections? That see up those tunnels? Thirty feet. And the one so, to the north just goes thirty feet up. Uh, it does. Okay, so let's see. One, two, three. It, it, yeah, so it goes 30 feet, and at 30 feet, it actually uh, turns to the left, heading west. So just to chime in, uh, verified by the, the breeze, but the iris door to the hangar clearly exits to an exterior space. So we know that south is the most likely exit of any other passage we're going to take by foot is my guess unless for some reason there was a cave-in but to your point yeah, yes sure. i agree with you yeah. i yeah. agree with you now the question is though is do we want to at least scout a little bit to the north or are we just boogieing down i think it's probably wise just to peek around that corner since it's right there but yeah definitely we're going to want to go down soon so all right so david now that you and i are the infravision people do you want to yeah. go up to that corner and peek around the corner and see if anything pings? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, go on and run, turn the corner and look down. Uh, so you can see that there is a passageway that runs west to the extent of your vision. So it goes at least 30 feet in that direction. Um, however, after uh, right at the 20 foot mark, there is, I believe, an open door, but just let me check to make sure it's open. Um, Yes, so there is a an open door to the south, twenty feet down that western corridor. Okay, it does not appear to be broken in, but there is a redolent smell of body odor emanating palpably from that room. Does it smell like monkey body odor? Nope, it does not. Um, it's it gives you like the it's like body odor, feces, rot. It's all kind of coming out from that door. Um. Yep. Yeah. I don't like that. Let's go to the south, boys. <laughs> um. Well, do we do we want to listen and see if we hear anything? The door is open. Oh, the door is open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and your light is shining down. You hear? No, no. There's no light because it's just me and uh, me and. Ryan's. Oh yeah, right. Your infravision, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Do you guys? Man. Well, I mean, I think, we should, I think we should escape. I think we should go south and leave. Okay, let's go down the staircase. Down the staircase. Okay, so the staircase goes gradually down. Um, 
as you backtrack down, see. So let's go. Um, one, two, three, four. Okay, so it goes down for 40 feet starting at the top, you know, at the, at the base of the staircase where the PC marker is, right? So there it goes for 40 feet. And after that point, strangely enough, hold on one second. Give me one sec, sorry. Find a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and is the, is the stairwell that the whole length of that? Uh... Yeah, it just, it's all stairway, yep. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. So you you go down the staircase and as you're slowly creeping downwards into the darkness the sense of humidity and wetness increases as you kind of move down and then um uh avaricious your continual light actually glints off what appears to be a uh, uh, a mound of junk that is slowly moving and undulating as it reflects off what appears to be water that has basically crept up the stairs to a certain point. So the stairway, you're still on a stairway, you're not on flat ground, but the stairway actually hits the level of water. It starts to go down. And right where your feet, where the, the dry stairs meets the underwater stairs, so at the water level, there is a massive amount of flotsam that is basically like washed up against, you know, like the, this edge of the water, right? Um, do we see any high water marks on the wall of the stairs? Like, does it look like that water has come up or now receded? No, that's or, a good question. But no, this looks like the furthest extent that it's gone. But like the stairs goes down and then it's quickly enveloped completely by water. Like you can tell that if you kept on going down the stairs, you would be underwater. Okay. There uh, is, but, um, the, but the hallway doesn't open up. It continues narrow down like that and just... Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And it's, um, so the flotsam is, is like a lot of debris and, um, wood and stuff like that. But there's also like, um, bones and, uh, uh, animal parts and stuff like that are also been washed up and are just sort of like decomposing in the water. It smells kind of bad. It's kind of gross. Fuck. I'm going to go for a swim. Why not? No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> why did not? not did you not see a new hope dude you're gonna find that like <laughs> i have a suspicion that whatever is living up north is using this as a trash throw but uh uh it could be it could be a terrible creature it could uh, be a terrible creature I, I say we i say we look up north before we like do the swim I don't, we know something's in that room though. So we go north and we, we make any noise that can be heard, right? We are and for sure having an encounter. If we are swimming south, we do not know if there's an encounter because it's still just scouting. So we, if, if we're worried about like our health and a, and a fight, are y'all, I mean, I mean, whatever, it's up to you guys. Oh, yeah. man, you, you should do what you're going to do. Like I'm not going in there because dwarves don't swim. <laughs> let me ask this for clarification yeah. is the the water level and the roof is the roof angling down like this so that to go any further we have to like swim underwater correct that's exactly right uh okay um yeah the roof is maintaining that, the same grade as the stairs 
Right? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's filling horizontally Correct. across right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we'd be hoping for is a quick down and then back up. You going in, Ren? Yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick my head in and just, uh, you know, uh, I'll throw my bag at at the the, the, the on the stairs, mm-hmm. right, to loosen my load. Mm-hmm. So I'm at like a 120 movement. I guess I'll get naked. Why not, right? Or so do you no, want to uh, wear? Or do you want to wear your cloak? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it's not a terrible idea to wear the cloak. Okay, so I am. I am. I'm going to take Isocrates' dagger. I'm going to put it in my teeth, like yep. that. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yep. Laryl's cloak and nothing else on my person. Oh, uh, hot. <laughs> should we run back and get the I thong will, from the hot tub? Room? I know. I know. I know. I'll <laughs> actually. I'll. Um, uh, I'll do the classic rope thing and tie a rope around my, my waist and say, okay. if I tug it, tug it twice, uh, pull me as hard as you can. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like pull okay. me back. If I, so if let's, we'll give the other into y'all cause he's, yeah. so we'll say yeah. you have like your normal clothes on, but you have a, your cloak and your dagger, your two pieces of equipment and you have rope <laughs> around you, right? I'm going to say it's going to take a turn to divest yourself, get yourself all prepped. Sure. Um, it is now 10 AM. Don't mind me. Okay. Um, and uh, you, uh, with other people hanging onto the other end of the rope, you dip down into the water. Okay, so first thing is it's it's pretty gross here, like like all like the stagnation and grossness of like the body parts of like that basically collect, collect, collects right through here. So there's like a film and the mm-hmm. flotsam itself that you have to kind of get through as you sort of step down into the water, right? Um, and then there's a point where you're gonna have to duck in. You have to. I'm going you know, in, baby. Oh, oh, before you do, real quick. Does Elizabeth does Elizabeth think it's okay, or is it going to poison him? Uh, she can tell if it's uh, pure water or not. So it is. It is not pure water, but it's not like magically corrupt. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just gross. You know what I mean? Okay, she's okay. She'll yeah. warn you not to drink it. Yeah, don't drink have, it. Yeah, she have definitely a nice time. You. Yeah. Um, okay, so Rin, uh, you're going to dip below and start swimming. I am. Okay, so you. Finally, just kind of let go with your feet and you dip down underneath and uh, you're using your infravision basically because it's very, very dark. And the first thing you notice is that your infravision basically starts to ping in a lot of different directions and a lot of small things within the water. As you see that there is definitely life in the water of it seems to be teeming with fish and also some very small crayfish as well. They're all floating around here. All right. Uh, And... You will basically only have one direction to go for about 20 feet more of just straight water that is down the staircase, Matt. Okay. Let me go back to black. Before it opens up into a vast underground lake. And you can feel as you, um, as you debouche into the lake itself underwater that there is a strong current that is pulling you eastward. Good thing I got that rope. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Did you roll a background for Rin at one point? Like a secondary skill? That's marked down. I don't think I did. I don't know if we did. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we fine. can do that now, I suppose. That's fine. Uh, Okay, so you are definitely you don't have you don't have like a background in swimming or anything like that. So I'm going to say that you're you're you could swim because most people could swim, you know what I mean. But you're not able to like resist the current, 
All right. So sure. it's uh, and it's not like it whips you off your feet. You just can't really fight against the current. Um, sure. So you start to move generally eastward, and you have fifty feet of rope, right? I have a so, hundred total, but I didn't I didn't designate that before going in, so we can just call it fifty. It's fine. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five. So basically, you're at the end of the rope when you're like only in the first block into the into the into the lake itself. Okay, and then you get to, you start to reach you reach the end of it. So you're you're basically staying right there, but you're being pulled towards the east. Okay, there's no way for me to go vertically with that. Okay. Vertically? It's a lake, right? Is there any verticality? Do you? And what do you see if you look up? Yeah, what's what I'm asking? Like, I, I want to look up. Right. Even okay. If I so can go when you the- when you look up, you actually can see mm-hmm. that there is some sort of very dim light without a source up above you. So it looks like there is actually you can break the water. So can I swim up? Because I the the rope is going to hit a point in which I will no longer be carried by the current eastward. Mm-hmm. But I want to swim upward with that and pivot as far up as I can. Sure. Okay. So. Ba, ba, ba. Let me just read here. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, you you actually you actually rise up and you break the surface of the water out of the water and you breathe breathe uh, cool air. You see immediately that what is illuminating the entire gigantic cavern appears to be dimly luminescent moss <coughs> of some sort that is draping across the ceiling. There, uh, remember, you were kind of being pulled. You know, by the you're just letting the rope kind of pull you towards the east. Uh, what you see before you, directly to your west, so to the right of you as you kind of exit out of here, okay, is something that makes you you have to like muffle yourself because you're like, what the fuck? Um, it's a massive, massive helmed head that only like the um like the uh, the the nose and upward is up right so you know that famous shot from apocalypse now where martin sheen like comes out of the water like the steaming water with his black with like with like the mud all over him all that kind of stuff you know just like but it's like a huge head and um you're seeing the entire left profile of it as if it's facing southwards right this massive huge thing and you can immediately peg it for arden right it's like the largest thing you ever said. It's like on the scale of like the uh, of the Arden on the cliff face itself, right? Um, a huge, huge head. Um, so the waterline reaches her lower lip only, uh, which renders her visage stern and foreboding. Uh, and yeah, so you can see that you basically there's water every 60, 60 feet, right? Kind of hard to map here. I'm just trying to see what you would be able to comprehend. Okay, so first of all, your vision is blocked by the head. The head mat is approximately. It's approximately. Uh, let's see. If if if. Okay. How do I how do I say this? Okay. So. Okay. Sorry. Uh, just a lot of weird mapping stuff going on here. So uh, yeah. So it appears that the depth of the of the lake itself appears to be about thirty to thirty five feet, depending. Mm, okay, gotcha. but you were swimming, so you weren't at the you weren't walking along the bottom of it, right? Like you would you yeah. lifted yourself off the stairway and were swimming, so you didn't have to rise too far to break. When you break the surface, you can see that the far end of the cavern is about fifty feet to your south. You are direct. Anything to your west is obscured by the massive head that you're seeing right there. Everything is lit with dimly uh, luminescent moss, 
and that moss seems to be draping from a ceiling that's about 50 feet high from the surface of the water. Okay, there is a ledge that is approximately uh, roughly about 25 feet wide going east to west that is in the middle of the southern natural wall. So basically directly in front of the head of Arden. Okay, uh, that rises about five feet above the water. And uh, what you can see at the edge of your infravision, Rin, and once again, remember, you're only seeing sort of like, well, it's, it's kind of lit with a luminescent moss. You can, you can kind of see that there is a pale arm that is draped and unmoving over the edge of that ledge. You can, just can't see what's, what else is on that ledge because it's above you, right? A pale um, arm meaning part of the statue. Nope. Or like something hanging down like it's... Hanging down off the yeah. ledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But remember, there's uh, this current that's pulling you <clears throat> eastward. Cool. What do you see if you look east? Yes. When you look east, uh, you... Let's see. Check here. Hold on. You see nothing but a um, but a rock wall, basically, and that How rock wall down? is, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, about fifty feet to the east. Okay. Um, if, you, if you look underwater, David, is there a whole statue going down to the bottom of the lake, or is it literally just a statue of a head? It it sounded to me like the head was embedded in earth. At the top of a slant, correct, John? There, no. What's at a top uh, at a slant? The, the head was embedded in earth, or is it just underwater? So it's rising Another... out of the water, and okay. like uh, so, and uh, it's basically like at her lip level, right? So only like her top lip is above the water, but you haven't gotten a bead on what's underneath. Okay, yeah. Per, per Mike's question, I'm gonna stick my head under the water and take a look and see where the statue goes. Okay, so the statue. It continues below the surface all the way to the bottom. Okay. And it depicts basically, so it basically looks like it was carved to be her head and her shoulders, but most of it is below the water. Um, and I'm going to say, oh, good. She's wearing a, a legionary helm and she has long warrior braids, which you can see above the water. Um, um, there I'm is a, say busted. oh, good. Sorry. There is a um, lending to the eerie effect of her visage is that there are darkened streaks of stone underneath her eyes from like dripping water. You know what I mean? So it almost looks like she's crying uh, into the water as well. Um, you know, massive nostrils, you know, that are just above the water line, that sort of thing. Right. She's huge. Very big. I'm going to say, uh, dearest Arden, uh, uh, will you drain these waters for a true believer? See if anything happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> oh, come on, Arden. What are you doing? Can, can you see? Can you see her mouth underwater? Like, is the current coming from the statue? I was wondering what the mouth had to relate to the water. Yes. So, what is there anything going on with her mouth, John? Uh, nothing <clears throat> is going on with her mouth. Her mouth is closed. It's closed. Um, does it appear <laughs> that her nostrils or her ears are like passages, or are they also like? Closed within the right. sun. So you're like treading water right in front of the <laughs> mm -hmm. head. And you look mm -hmm. up, look up her nose, and you can indeed see that each nostril 
appears to be a three-foot-wide opening. The nostrils are about 10 feet above the waterline. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to be in here with me while we're doing this? Because I can just hand over fist back. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to go, yeah. okay, I found some cool shit. And I'm going to just hand over fist with the rope and pull myself back to them. Or double pull it or whatever makes it quickest. So okay. that we can all realign. Okay, Shit, I'll say that another turn. Another turn Water goes by. breathing is a third level wizard spell. <laughs> Rin comes That's back up, me. dripping. Did you activate invisibility, by the way? No. Okay. Your cloak is sodden. Uh, I communicate everything I saw. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, John, say, when he was... Say, go ahead. I was going to say, when he was looking east, he sees that wall right um does he see at any point or is it beyond his vision where that southern ledge meets that eastern wall uh would he be able to see let's see yes he would 60 feet so it's a it's it's rough it's a natural cavern but it's roughly rectangular so you can kind of like you know connect kind of like that yeah something like that yeah And I am confused about the arm that was draping. What, what was I misunderstanding about that description? There is a, some, there is dude, a, some dead dude's arm. Yeah. There is a dry ledge okay. that rises five Literally. feet out of the water on the southern side. Okay. For, but but it's only a ledge that's about 15 feet wide. So it's not like the entire southern side is like dry. Right. It's like there's a ledge right in the middle, like right in front of Arden's face. Right. So you're mm-hmm. where your arm is listed there, Matt. It's not actually right. The arm is like <clears throat> in front of Arden. Right. Um. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, and, and you just see like the arm draped over the side, and that's because you, you can't get a beat on the entire corpse or whatever it is because it's it's above the water. John, um, I hate to uh, do any redaction, but is it possible before I, I is would it have been possible before I swam back to affix the other end of the rope to a part of Arden's statue? So that there was a line from one to the other, and then just hand over fists on my way back from there. So that if we return, we have something that we can resist the current to get to the head with. Uh, or is there nothing that I would be possible with? I mean, you, no, you, you could do it. I just wonder if you have the length. Well, you had the, um, uh, it's 50 uh, the grappling, yeah, grappling hook. And a grappling that, hook, yeah. That's yeah. true. So you would, I, I think you would have to attach the other 50 feet. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, and, and we can do that as me returning and asking for the note 50, and then I'll fix the line for everyone so that if we want to make our way over in that direction, we're not all falling downstream. That's the idea I'm getting at. Does that make sense? So I can right. I can come back. Well, that's what I'll do. I'll come back. I'll say, hey, guys, here's what I saw. Give me another 50 feet and the grappling hook. I'm going to set up a line so that we can get our gear, and we can kind of, like, move along the water line so none of us get, like, weighed down or trapped underwater, right? So it's fairly safe passage. Do you guys think that's a good idea? I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm also wondering if this is the egress that we're hoping that it's going to be. Or It's up to you. I would like to look I, up the nose. <laughs> Frankly, I'm going to go up that nose as soon as possible. And it's, yeah. it's going somewhere, right? Like we yeah. have a few a few points uh, that are leading. You know what we should do, Matt, is we should put as much of our gear inside Laurel's sack as possible so that it stays dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Uh, cinch it closed and tie it, right? Mm-hmm. And then pull it through the water with us. Yep. Right? Because it's just going to, like, 
float all or whatever. the torches, whatever food we have, et cetera, et cetera. Let's put it all in a literal sack and then and then it stays dry in that super protected extra. Okay. So I want to say, like, going going back, Rin uh, took a turn. You explaining and then uh, loading everything into the bag and getting out the rope and all that kind of shit takes another turn. And then if you want to return with the entire party underwater out out to the lake, so everyone's treading water, that'll take another turn. Do you want to? Is that okay? I think so. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll also okay. add one more thing, whether it matters or not. I do have manacles, which we could use. Uh, yeah. around the rope as a yeah. pulley system and just pull these along the rope with our gear, right? Because oh, yeah. we can cool. loop one to the oh, other. Smart, right? Idea. Smart. I like smart. It. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Okay, so uh, eventually, so you get all your gear sorted out, everything's in literal sack, and uh, you had to force Gordon into the water, but you do so, and... Um, <laughs> I mean, he kind of <laughs> needed it. <laughs> now, hanging close, carefully onto the rope, you finally come up sputtering out to the lake, and um, despite what David, what Rin told you, your breath is still taken away by the majesty and eeriness of Arden, um, especially with like the light, like the phosphorescent moss just kind of gives it like this weird kind of black light effect, you know, and she's massive street, you know, street dyes and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, it's very creepy, and you guys are constantly fighting that current, which is pulling you towards the east. Um, and you still have not really... Okay, well, at this point, if you if you shimmy yourself along the ropes to get to the end of where the rope is attached to Arden, we'll say like you're in front of her face right now. So you're all sort of arrayed as tiny little figures as she weighs down her judgment upon you as you're all floating in the water. At this point, the, um, the dark vision people can see to the extent of the other end of the room. So from the middle of Arden's face, right? So at the, the narrow end of that oval, it goes mm -hmm. uh, on past that for one, two, three, four, for another 40 feet to the west. Okay. And at that point, there is actually a, another ledge that's 10 feet above the water. Um, and it appears to be a worked area that is a landing of some sorts. Okay. So this actually appears to be like constructed, unlike the natural ledge where you saw this arm hanging off to the south. So it's or should this line. be a straight line? So yeah, a straight line. Uh, what does that make sense? Yeah, it's like no. it's like a built ledge, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a it's it's twenty feet north to south, but you can't see how far it goes to the west, right? And it's so it's basically that. just get rid of the line to the yeah, west. Yeah. There you go. You got it. You got it right there. That's good. Perfect. All right. There also appears to be at the southern end of that ledge, there is a small staircase that goes down for 10 feet into the water, almost like a little jetty or like a, you know, a little pier. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, handy. Yeah. And then you can sort of connect the general rectangularness of the entire natural cavern. Once again, your kind of hard rectangular thing is not quite what it is. It's more, you know, natural, but. But, but it you, got the, like, you got the basic kind of like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And does the um, that wall extend down straight below it like this? So that so then it, yeah then it's that, that's not a straight wall anymore. Okay. So that's the end of the of the worked area. Then it's just like natural cavern to the All south, right. south of that. Gotcha. Side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's really map. hard to map. It was a weird. It was a weird room. You, yeah. My fault, not yours. It's Ted's fault, really, if you think about it. 
Okay. And don't forget that ledge is 10 feet up and the southern one is five feet up. The nostrils, which are rated before you, are also 10 feet up. And you do not have an easy means to get in there, right? Because the nostrils are like, it's the nose, right? So there's no way to just shimmy up and into the nostrils, right? It's like, you have to find a way to get up there. I mean, she does have those beautiful kind of like thick lips that we can just kind of scrabble up. Right? Hmm. Bee stung lips. No. <laughs> yeah, she had the, the injection. Yeah. Is, she, is she doing the the um the duck face? <laughs> and don't forget too that the that the where the arm is on the south, it's a fifteen foot wide ledge. So I, that long line to the south there, I'm not really. That, does that continue? No, there's no, there's nothing at all there. It's, I'm just saying that directly in front of Arden's head on the southern wall, a 15 foot section of that is a ledge that's five feet up. Oh, 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 it's 15 foot. Okay, I yeah. got it. I got you. I got you. So it's kind of like that. So now we are all floating, bobbing in the water directly in front of Arden's face. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Can we scrabble up onto the ledge? Well, you you'd have to give up give you'd have to figure out something with the rope. But you assume the current would probably take you back and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know. Can we can we see where the water's going? I mean, because if we look here, this is a closed room. Mm -hmm. Can we tell where the water's going? Like even if we have to duck underwater and look underneath, can we see that? Well, you can you can just feel it. That's all. It's going towards the east. It's draining towards the east. But like where in the east is there like something at the like bottom? Is there, the is there a hole in the wall? Where's the water going? Well, there's no light under the water. So you can't really see. So you would have to you would have to go down there and investigate. You know what works really well underwater? Your continual light. That it, it really does. And so can we unhook the uh the the edge the the trailing edge of the rope that we're not using? Uh, connect it to me and dangle me like a fishing lure. Thirty, you know, uh, a bit down there. That's a, what's that? If we if we hang on to the the hook on the rope and tie a rope around my waist, can you just like let me go with the current far enough so that we can see that eastern wall? David really needs to say something. He's raised his hand three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What's You're up? You're muted. You're muted, David. No, I said you can do that. I, I was going to say that uh, we should have the last party to have come through unhook the far end of the rope. Yes, yeah, so we have that. Yeah. So we have it back and we can we can lure you down 100 feet from where we are at the nose. See what you want to mm -hmm. see. You can come back up. And with that same hook, we can basically because the water's going in the direction if we needed to get back where we came from for us to do that easily. So we can so use this as a fishing line to go in whatever direction we want. Essentially. I love that. I also have another 50 foot length of rope that we could use. So we don't yeah. have to necessarily unhook that other one. But my one point before Matt does this is I would feel much better if we could get back up onto firm land before we start doing this. Cause I feel very precarious, like dangling in the water on a, on a rope. Well, and, and that's, that's why I was asking also about the statue itself. So whether we get on the land or not, this is a, a head, right? This isn't like a, a, a sheer thing. A head has a lot of features, nostrils, lips, ears. ears. These things are not sheer. They're not vertical. They're horizontal. They're 45 degrees. I mean, look at anyone's head, right? So it, it should be fairly easy with a like rough hewn statue to like, as you would climb on any anything else of that nature, like get a handhold, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could easily like throw a hand in the crest of a nostril on a sculpture, 
right? And like on the other side and hold on to it if I wanted to. Things the only like thing that. about that is I'm not disagreeing, but John did specifically say that the nose was 10 feet above the water, right? Yes. The nostrils yeah. were 10 feet above the water. So we could maybe yeah. do that with the mouth. But I'm just saying, let, let's go beach ourselves on this landing like to the south and then dangle Matt underwater from there so that we can pull him up. And if there's something to fight, we can actually fight as opposed to just drowning. And we don't well, want to look in the nostrils. We do. <laughs> I mean, we're right there. Yeah, just look okay. at yeah, yeah. We do. I just want to kind of get a firm ground first. You know what I'm saying? Right. So If we can't, I mean, the, here's the thing that I'm worried about. If we let go, you're going to start immediately going south. So if you swim, even if you angle up, you might hit that um, that landing where the arm is, but you're going to be like pulled south the whole time. You might not make it. Okay. Again, the thing we are at is a, is a solid object that can be scaled. And even if we do not go in the nose, we can use it to affix ourselves and throw a rope to another landing, right. which is a lot easier than trying to swim without any leverage point. Right. So yeah, I, if, I, I if think we, the most logical way to do this in whatever our, 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 our goal is, is to try to get up on the head. If we can yeah. go around to the uh, western side, then we aren't so fighting. The water's pushing us against it, right? Yeah, and we can like climb up our ear. A hundred percent, Matt. Yes. Yep. All right. Let's do that. So what's going on? Yeah. We're going to work gonna... our way to the western side of the head, John, so that we have uh, and find some purchase on it so that we can start climbing up a little bit and make our way to one of the landings via grappling hook or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You're going to so climb so up the, the head? Is, the water is pushing yeah. us to the east, right? Yeah. So we want to go to the, the west side of the head so that the water will be pushing us against the head. I got it, yeah. And then we're going to try and climb up it, right? Uh -huh. We're going to use handholds on the statue to crawl around to the west side of the statue. And then once we have a little bit more secure footing on that western part of the statue, use a rope and a grappling oh, yeah. hook to, to land somewhere over on that western platform. Ah, uh, okay. Got Other it. one, if that's if – that's, because that's closer. Sure. Well, what, well which one? Well, let's, can we climb up the side first and then we'll yeah, take you can a look climb up the see. side? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so we're not, you don't have any we, firm ground or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I don't but even we're know. We're not actively being pushed to the east. You're not actively being pushed to the east, but the problem is, it's like you, you can, you can either, you can climb up out of the water and kind of be attached to the side of the Arden's face, but there's no way you have any foot purchased in order to gain leverage to, to wing a grappling hook. What right? prevents and you certainly, you certainly can't do it when you're floating in water. Hmm. Right, but why can't we go to the top of her head? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, we would just climb, continue climbing to the top of the the statue's head. Okay, and then we're on top of it. All right, right? Does that not makes sense. I'm going to say that um, it's going to take a, a turn to because it's you know it's odd and difficult. Um, but you're at the top of the head. Okay, and then you want to uh, throw a grappling hook to the west or the south. Well, now that we're up that high, can we see anything in either one of those places? where a grappling hook could make some, have some purchase or like an army of troglodytes waiting for us to land on the landings. So and you see, you see no heat, um, at all. Uh, and your continual light does not reach far enough to determine anything else. Uh, there is that luminescent moss. So I would say that it would luminescent moss. I would say that you can determine that there is indeed a human like corpse that is draped across the ledge to the South. Does it appear fresh? It's difficult to say. The lighting's not strong enough. Can we determine 
now that we're on top of the head, can we determine um, if the landing to the west meets with the landing to the south? It does not. No. So it just kind of ends that... Uh... You can see that from the top of Arden's head, you can see on the west that there is um, empty torch sconces on that western landing. And there is an inscription that has been written into the western wall that's about two feet tall. It appears to be mithric. You can't really read it from here, though. Um, and then there is a smaller inscription that is directly below the main one. Um, there are two clay lamps that are unlit that are underneath the inscriptions. And um, that is all you can determine from this distance and with this. Uh, the, so the, ins the inscriptions are? On the western wall. Uh, on that on that 10 foot rise from the water oh i should yeah i should i could tell you now so the landing is a perfect um uh 20 by 20 foot square all right um is the is the stairwell oh oh the, the, the stairwell is not part like, of it yeah so okay it's just, so yeah. it's like this right yep there you go yeah. So guys, I would I would vote for the Western Landing because there's an inscription there that might give us clues about everything else. And then from that Western Landing, we can send a rope 150 feet all the way over to the Eastern Wall if we need to. And and then do the diving thing to go try and find the where the water is draining from, et cetera, et cetera. Well, also there there are those sconces, those uh, you know, holding sconces we can try to get with the uh, grappling hook. Yeah. Right, so that's yeah. that's our way to get over. So do we go ahead and do that? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, so you throw the grappling hook um, and uh, uh, we'll say it finds purchase um, and you, well, let's see. Okay, so it's at a very odd angle, right? So, and who's it attached to at this end? Like, what's what are we, what's going on? Uh, we, we, well, it was, it, was, it was originally affixed to the statue, right? We have now taken it off the statue. We climbed up. We now have a, a coil of 100 feet of rope and a grappling hook. Yeah, and you've thrown it and it's attached to a sconce. So where is this end being attached? Uh, uh, so why don't, why don't uh, uh, y'all can just hold the other end? Well, uh, mm -hmm. people, you know, keeping it kind of taut, but, um, you know, so that they can dip down in the water and so they can kind of go. Why don't we just stake it into the, the statue? What if you piss it off? Piss the statue <laughs> off? <laughs> I mean, it's a little thing, if you think about it, just like a little piton and uh, you know, a giant a, head. Yeah, let's just put a piton into it. Only use the fifty feet we need, or we don't need the whole hundred foot, and create like a, a, a line from the the platform to here, and then take okay. the rest of the rope with us. Okay, That's so I'm enough. just going to let you know that um, if you do that with that angle of the rope going down, no problem, no rolls needed to get down to that landing. Um, if you want to go back up the rope, it will require rolls. Mm. So Is that okay. And for yeah. Well, at, at I mean, worst, we could climb. We could get back in the water to the statue, climb back up if we needed to. You're right. Right. Yep. Is he okay with it? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay. I think that's right, okay because so we you, can get back up there. Yeah. All right. So you you throw the rope and you guys shimmy down. I'm going to say that it's going to take another turn for that to you know get the rope and then do uh, everyone uh, shimming over carefully and all that kind of stuff. So um, we will end it here with what? with what you see on the landing. So. You, you're all dripping and wet and 
um, now you're kind of looking over the entire expanse of the place, you know what I mean? Um, from this, from this end of things. And, uh, but at least you're on solid ground and you can see that this is definitely like a worked Arcantian area, but there doesn't seem to be any other exits except for the stairway. By the way, that stairway goes like it dips down to the South and empties into water. So there's like a little bit more water around there. Matt. Oh, so Not it doesn't go to the East. Like I have in it. In no, no, it's, it, yeah, it, it, um, yeah. And then move it to the West 10 feet. There you go. Like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you can see that there, yeah, there's empty torch sconces that basically line the walls. The inscriptions, there are two clay lamps that are unlit at the base of them. And then you also see that they're actually scattered near the clay lamps. There's actually three tarnished ancient silver pennies, um, the uh, Arcantian ones, right? So each one of those is worth a um, gold piece, right? Uh, and there is the inscription. So, it's carved in two foot tall letters. One is large. These are the large ones, okay, uh, that dominate. It says, let all persons honor the sacrifice of Arden, founder of this site and defender of her people. Okay, and in smaller six inch letters, below the main inscription is carved, Luculus Axia had this made as thanks to Lady Arden for rescuing him. Ooh. Okay. Luculus is L-U-C-U-L-L-U-S Axia, A-X-I-A. Is the water in this area, John, also kind of polluted and full of flotsam? No, actually, it's not. But you can, you can see the current, right? You can see it kind of pulling towards the east. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> just be aware that uh, you have to kind of be aware of like what you've seen and what you've investigated and what there is still yet. Cause we're in a very much a three dimensional space because of the water. Right. So when Rin came in, remember he lifted himself off the stairway and floated right away, basically below the surface before ex before popping his head out. So you mm -hmm. haven't investigated anything on the bottom. Right. Right. You haven't really given a good look to where, to what's going on at the East at the Eastern side. Um, right. Yeah. So just be aware that like under the water, except for the existence of fish and crayfish, you haven't really, um, investigated of course there's the nostrils of the other ledge blah, blah blah the whole thing so lots of interesting things here to oh, investigate uh, avaricious is going to go fishing as oh. soon as possible because man crawfish food. are tasty food there's food there's but, food that their water but you but you got rin okay david were you gonna say something i'll wait for the detox actually okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah that was a great session guys very sad to have lost on uh, which was uh, uh, one of the great stars of the series so far. So RIP Onware, but uh, welcome, Rin. I mean, expect great things. So uh, we will leave it there. So thank you, everyone, for watching. You've been watching 3D6 down the line. Please do not forget to like and subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and hit the bell notification so you get every announcement whenever we drop a new video. So please do so. And until that time, have a great week, everybody, and take care. Bye now. Take care. Thank you, John. Thanks, John.